Back to the Writer's Block, presented by Bud Select with Hockman, Gould, and Fredrickson on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2FM, and InsideSTL.com. Welcome back into the Writer's Block, presented by Bud Select. Now that we've settled the great gift GIF debate, hand it over to Chris Gardner before we talk to our buddy Jim Thomas. What's up, Chris? I want to tell you about the battle on Broadway, Timber Fake versus the home loan expert Ryan Kelly at the historic South Broadway Athletic Club, Friday, February 17th. Doors opening at 7, the undercard of amateur matches. They get going at 8. Tickets currently sold out, but my understanding is there's a few that are becoming available here sometime soon. Hear the action live on 590 The Fan and InsideSTL.com. It's Iggy and Larry Nickel on the call. The main event, probably a little after 10 o'clock that evening. Ticket revenue will be donated to our charity partners, Friends of Kids with Cancer, Catherine Cares, and Three Little Birds for Life. The Battle on Broadway, presented by Bud Select, Auto House BMW, All-Star Trophy, Night Shift Bar and Grill, and DBs, which is offering a free shuttle and is also the home of the post-match party. Good stuff. We head out now to the phone lines to bring in our buddy Jim Thomas, NFL writer at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. JT, we wanted to have you on one last time. We're going off the uh, off the airwaves as a show on Friday, so we didn't want to leave without catching up with you, and we have plenty to talk about. Um, the, uh, the One of the craziest Super Bowls ever. I mean, you've covered quite a few of them, but I can't imagine that, uh, that, that, that too many rank up there with uh, the Patriots taking down the Atlanta Falcons 34-28 in overtime after they're racing a 25-point deficit in the second half. Yes, as you know, Ben, Fred, there were quite a few uh, sport riders changing their stories right <laughs> right in the middle of that uh, that comeback. And, yeah, I, you know, I, and I've seen some great ones. You know, the, the two Rams Super Bowls, for example, and uh, the, the Patriots-Seattle uh, Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, in terms of comebacks, man, not, nothing, nothing comes close to this. It was uh, – it was an unbelievable game. There's no doubt about it, or at least an unbelievable finish. One of the things I love chopping up games with you because you have an ability to pick out certain plays that other people might might overlook. When you think back about this game, what are going to be the the moments that jump out to you that tilted the game in the in the Patriots' favor? Well, the one play that sticks out in my mind that turned the game was Dante Hightower's uh, strip sack of Matt Ryan. Uh, Bill Belichick talked about it Monday at his the, the, kind of the annual morning after press conference where they have the game-winning coach and the Super Bowl MVP. He said, you, you, you go through a game like that when you're trying to come back and you need a play like that, a big turnover, something that just can change the momentum. And Hightower gets it's uh, it gets a turnover. It's 28-12 to 12 right then, and the, the Falcons are still in pretty good shape. And what I also remember about that play, now Hightower's coming into the right on the – to, to the throwing side uh, of, of Matt Ryan. But Ryan could have escaped to his left, except he had our old friend, number 95, Chris Long, you know him, you love him, right in his face on the other side, so he had nowhere to go. Down he goes. They get the takeaway. They get the ball to 25. And uh, you and I were talking about this earlier today. When, when it's 28 to 20, Atlanta didn't know it yet, but they were toast. They, they, they were done. I didn't know exactly how or or, or why it would happen, what the specifics would be, but they, they were toast right after that TD. 
did you immediately kind of start to watch as soon as it, the game went final, kind of start to look for Chris Long? And, and how was he uh, soaking it in? We certainly saw him uh, get his, his partying in yesterday during the victory parade. But what was he doing after the game? Did you have any eyes on him to see how the former you know, Rams? You know, I didn't. I was like everybody else. I was looking on the stage and looking towards uh, uh, Brady and, and Kraft and Goodell and how all that thing uh, would do. But it, it had to be a great, just a great, great moment for uh, – for, for Chris Long, my, my goodness. And Danny Amendola, too. Now, this is Amendola's second ring with the Patriots because he was there uh, when they beat Seattle two years ago. But, uh, my gosh, well, what was Long's record? I added it up the other day. It was something like 35 and 89 or something. I mean, he didn't even you know really sniff the playoffs with the Rams. The, <laughs> the stat that I came up with is, uh, you know, that the Patriots ended up winning uh, 17 games this year. It took yeah. Chris Long in St. Louis almost five seasons to reach 17 I don't think the Rams uh, got to 17 wins until December of Long's fifth season with the Rams so you know good for him good the, for him the one that jumped out to me was I think Chris never had a winning streak longer never played let me put it this way never played in a winning streak longer than three games his entire time with the Rams this year's Patriots team had Three winning streaks of three plus wins, um, three to start the season, four at one point, and then ended the season on a ten game run. So he went from uh, he went from opposite ends of the spectrum, for sure. Um, you mentioned you were watching Goodell. Uh, what do you what do you make of uh, the way he handled that? I think he got off the uh, off the presentation tower there about as fast as. Julio Jones got down the, the sideline, and now we've seen the Patriots kind of trolling him. You have the the Tom Brady oh commercial gosh. with Roger that. You have a lot of the guys wearing the the, the uh, Roger Goodell shirt with the clown on it, with him you know made out to look like a clown. What do you uh, what do you make of the way they're uh, they're 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 poking Roger a little bit here? Well, there certainly were no manhunts up on the uh, stage either between Kraft or. Uh... And the handshake with Brady, it was from about like seemed like about like ten feet away. It's like they had the proverbial, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't touch this with a ten foot pole. It's like they had a hand attached to the end of the ten foot pole for the uh, handshake. But you know, Kraft and Brady, they said all the right things, you know, on uh, on the stage in the uh, in the uh, uh, media session in the locker room afterwards, and even uh, in terms of Brady, the the, the next day at the, the Monday morning thing. But you're right, the uh, like immediately after the Super Bowl, that five rings commercial where where he has a Roger that line, which uh, you know the, the the shot to the ribs was unmistakable. That comes out like almost right after the game, and then you see the uh, uh, the Super Bowl parade, and then the shots and stuff. Dad, our friend Danny Amendola is wearing a fire Goodell hat. He had the clown shirt with the with Goodell's picture on it. Now. Uh, Ben Fred, I don't think there was like a uh, you know a quick shop where you could run in and buy a fire Goodell hat. So they they must have like thought about this in advance, huh? I think they had a they had a box that was uh, waiting for the for the right moment. It's just fascinating. You heard so much about how Brady is handling it with such class, and he's not going to go there. But as soon as they win, then these subtle and not so subtle shots start start leaking out a little bit. Um, one of the other uh, cool things about this weekend. I mean, the game was was incredible, but uh, one of the other cool things was another Hall of Fame selection with another uh, another St. Louis tie. Kurt Warner um, will be inducted in Canton. Found out the news, and uh, you got a chance to talk with him there in Houston. And he had some great things to say about St. Louis. And you wrote a, wrote an awesome story for the paper. But just for for folks who uh, who hadn't had a chance to hear what what Kurt said when he on the eve that he found out that he was inducted, what was his message to uh, to St. Louis? 
Well, uh, the interesting thing they, they they always have this is the sixth year in a row for the show, and I think it's a pretty good uh, pretty good event. They have a place like Peabody or uh, like the Fox, and they they like a theater in town, and it's on live, but it's, it's it, maybe it's an hour delay, but it's 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 on TV that night, and they have like a little media area behind, so it's a small room. We're all crammed in there. They have the seven Hall of Famers and seem like a hundred media people just all crammed in there. And so they have them all lined up, and they don't have a bunch of time. There's only like three, four questions for each guy, and then they move on down the line. And in Kurt's case, he had to go back out to the show to present a Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, so he couldn't even stay to do anything kind of on the side or whatever. So there's only like three, four questions for Kurt, and it wasn't my question. I'd love to claim it, but some gentleman two seats down for me says it was like the last question asked, and he's like, Hey, Kurt, uh, you know, St. Louis still struggling without a team anywhere for those fans that were so loyal. And then he just spilled it out. And, you know, uh, Ben Fred, in, the, in, in our business, we call it the money quote. And the money quote was, uh, you know, I'll always have a special place in my heart for St. Louis. I know they're in L.A., but my history goes to St. Louis. And, and, and then he said a lot more. There's never a short answer with Kurt uh, Warner, uh, bless him. But that was, it was just incredible. And you could almost, almost all the way in Houston, I could see maybe – Couple tears rolling down the uh, the cheeks of uh, St. Louis Rams fans. It was just a great way to remember his town for because we all know he didn't leave under the greatest of circumstances. But uh, he, he's still active. I I think uh, uh, not. I think I know Ben Ben Hockman wrote a very good column over the, the weekend just about some of the work that uh, Kurt Warner's still doing in St. Louis. It's it's still it still is not just uh, in words but in actions. A, a, a dear place to, to his heart, and that that's that's great to see and. Ben Fred, what a, you know, Mike Martz and Dick Vermeil, they used to, they had that phrase, this is a special place in time. And now we see we're, we're uh, 15 years removed from the last of the two Super Bowls. And there's already four Hall of Famers. Now you've got Falk, you've got Pace. Aeneas Williams counts. He joined the party in midstream, but he was on the 01 team and now Warner. I mean, to have, to be able to have the fun and the, the, the privilege, I guess, to, to cover and, and, and write about, you know, to see four Hall of Famers playing in front of you. And, uh, Ben, it, they're, they're not done yet. I, I, I still believe Isaac Bruce will get in sooner rather than later. Torrey Holt will get in. Then that may take several years. And I'll throw out a seventh Hall of Famer from that team that a lot of people don't think about, probably because he only played four years in St. Louis, but he played 18 years in the league. I think London Fletcher's got a chance when he becomes eligible. Yeah, I wonder about uh, Isaac because Isaac was a finalist this year and uh, and he didn't get in. I think there's still obviously uh, still a good chance that he will later on. But how does the, the kind of the debate over To Terrell Owens affect Isaac? Because uh, there are going to be people who say, well, we can't put we can't put Isaac in before Terrell Owens, or you know, if he's if he's creating this logjam with some talented receivers behind him who are Hall of Fame worthy, how is this going to affect uh, not only Isaac but some of those other guys? Well, it, it creates a logjam, and, and right now, and you talk to people inside the room, the voters, and, and Terrell Owens is taking some votes from Isaac Bruce. And just for an example, like, they were in there for almost nine hours. They spent over an hour. So there's 15 finalists. There's the two contributors, Tagliabue and Jerry Jones. Jones got in, Tagliabue, and there's a senior candidate who got in, Kenny Easley, the former safety from Seattle. So you have 18 guys you're talking about. They were in there for nine hours. Well, they spent over an hour talking about Paul Tagliabue. They spent like 35 minutes talking about Jerry Jones' candidate. Isaac Bruce, they didn't even spend eight minutes on him. So because of some of the side, and 
Terrell Owens obviously was a pretty lengthy discussion because some of these other guys, it kind of took away from people really discussing Isaac. At least Isaac got in the room. At least they discussed it. The stat is, since 1970, 89% of the people who have been a finalist, a modern era finalist, have gotten in eventually. So you just hope Isaac isn't in that 11%. I don't think he will be. I just uh, I just have a problem with just kind of all the whining by the not just the Terrell Owens himself, but <laughs> some of his backers. It's only his second year as an uh, eligible. They're trying to funnel five inductees through 15 finalists. It's tough to do. Look how long uh, Lynn Stallworth had to wait, uh, uh, or John Stallworth, Lynn Swan. Those, those guys had to wait a long time. I think Swan's case, it was like 13 years. So settle down. He, he's going to get in, but I, I just hope that Isaac is, you know, that he gets his due. He wasn't a loudmouth. He didn't draw attention to himself. He wasn't a diva. He's not on the NFL Network like 87 other. Uh, what is that part of the credentials now? You have to be on NFL Network to get to get in the hall. So I, I just hope that that uh, Isaac uh, people realize what he's done because it is going to be tough, Ben Fred. There are a lot of big names, not just at receiver like Randy Moss is eligible next year, but just all throughout the league at other positions. And I, I hope he just doesn't get caught up in the uh, wash. But yeah, right now uh, uh, To is. Uh, T.O. was hurting, uh, hurting Isaac and, and also hurting uh, Torrey Holt. But at least, and then I'll shut up here, at least we've gotten all the other Rams Hall of Famers. We knew this would be a problem when they all retired at the same time. Warner, Pace, Bruce, and Holt all retired, I believe it was after the 2009 season. Then you have your five-year wait to become eligible. So they all became eligible at the same time. Well, now at least the decks of St. Louis Rams are starting to be cleared. Fox in. Cases in now Warner's in, so uh, hopefully they can concentrate now on uh, on getting Bruce and Holton. If you're a voter, and I know that there isn't, in no, base, I'm not. I'm no, not I, I know, voter. I know. I said if you were, and I, yeah. I know you're not, but uh, and and Bernie does a great job um, being the the voter here in St. Louis. But you you know you have covered enough of these, and you certainly would be qualified in order to to be in that role if they if they asked you to be. If you were a voter, um, how do you kind of gauge? Terrell Owens, because I know that there isn't the uh, like baseball struggles with the character clause, and NFL doesn't have that. But you know, you find people who will argue, okay, well, Terrell Owens, we're not going to factor in what he did off the field, but what he did on the field caused you know sometimes irreparable damage between him and some of his teammates, which therefore affected his play on the field. How do you kind of gauge uh, Terrell Owens' Hall of Fame candidacy? Do you think he's worthy? Do you think he? How much do you think his his kind of uh, temperament? and some of the distractions that he caused should be factored into this. Well, I think at the end of the day, he belongs in the Hall of Fame, and he's worthy. But right now, in terms of the candidates last year and the candidates this year, I no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote him as the, the final five. I, myself, personally, and you can say I'm locally biased, I won't have a problem if Randy Moss gets in before Isaac, but I will have a problem if Terrell Owens gets in before Isaac. It bothered me even last year when Terrell Owens was a finalist and, and Isaac wasn't. Now, you're right. There is no character clause. But we're and and so and, and I could care less if if Terrell Owens had robbed a quick shop every month of his life. That that's not supposed to be factored in. But I think to just judge these Hall of Fame players just by numbers is very simplistic. Part of being a great player is being a great teammate. And Terrell Owens was a terrible teammate. 
people said, well, he, he's the first Hall of Fame guy with these kind of numbers that didn't get in first ballot. Well, you know what? He's probably the only Hall of Famer that three teams ran out because <laughs> he was a cancer, because right. he was a detriment to the team, and they had to get rid of him. So, yeah, I would, I would not have voted for him this year or last year. I mean, eventually he'll, he'll get in, but uh, I, I think the guys that got in this year and last year were, were definitely more worthy than Terrell Owens. JT, uh, with you being my soccer buddy, um, are you excited about the possibility of MLS coming to St. Louis? I'm very excited about it. You know, I, I think I've mentioned, I, I go out, I get a little downtown about, about three times last summer. I've gone out to St. Louis FC games. I always sit not with the Luligans, but pretty close to them because I, I kind of like the energy and watch the uh, games. I'm actually hoping, especially, uh, uh, you know, the off-seasons now that the Rams are gone, they're, I'll still have NFL stuff to do in the off-season. But I'm hoping as the years go on and it, that I'll be able to kind of help out with the soccer club. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I, I hope it passes. I may I may try to go in and illegally vote, you know, like six <laughs> times in the, in the city. Vote That's early. Allowed, right? That happens all the time. Vote early, vote, so. vote often, right? So we'll, we'll have you vote uh, voter fraud for the soccer stadium and then maybe some fake news on behalf of helping uh, Isaac Bruce's Hall of Fame candidacy. That's I think right. we got it all figured out here, man. Actually, with, with – with Isaac, you don't need alternative facts. The real facts are, uh, are good enough. But, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. I, yeah, where do I sign up? Awesome. JT, thanks so much for giving us some of your time, man. We appreciate it. And uh, we won't talk to you here on this show anymore, but we'll, we'll, we'll see you around and in the office, and, uh, and, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys. Take care. Thanks a lot, man. That's Jim Thomas of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, our national NFL writer. You follow him on Twitter, if you don't already, at JTom1. He's the most knowledgeable man I know about the National Football League, Chris. You said you'll talk to him around the office, or you said we'll talk to you around yeah, the no, office. Yeah, no, not you. Does that little like no. St. Louis Post-Dispatch <laughs> no. that I have get me into the building? I've actually been meaning to talk to you about that. I got a call from HR, and uh, they're going to need that back. No, see, I think I'm going to hold on to it. I'll, I'm just going to walk in and flash it and see what happens and just see if they let me walk through. I don't think that'll work. We have security down there. I'll, I'll just show and them I've seen the, the way I've seen the way people look at you when you try to walk into a place. Did I tell you what happened at the uh, at, at Cardinals winter warm up? I don't think so. So we walk, Chris and I walk in together. We get our press passes, but neither of us had put them on yet. For me, that seems to be fine. Chris, though, <laughs> every door he went up to, somebody was like, "Excuse me, sir, can we help you? Do you know where you're going? <laughs> Are you supposed to be here?" <laughs> I think he was being stereotyped. Yeah, that's all right. I, I don't mind stereotypes. Did oh, okay, that's good. Did you guys see the video of the people that snuck into the Super Bowl? I did not. If I not, didn't go watch find it. it. I saw you tweet about it. I tweeted it, it and yeah. shared it because every time something like that happens, I'm fascinated by like people having the guts to do something like that. I think that'd be really fun, but I'm too big of a chicken. But uh, cool video if you want to check it out. I used to know out. of some guys. Uh, I didn't know them personally. I heard this secondhand, but I know it is true. Some guys who used to sneak into uh, Faroe, um on nights after football games and a party in the suites. Because they didn't lock things, really and lock things up very well. So wow. there would be some fraternity guys I knew of who would go over there and uh, imbibe after games. <laughs> the uh, most gutsy thing I did at Faro was sneak into the student section when I had a hill ticket. That's that's that's, that's the most I I've ever mentioned did. it before, but I think the only thing I've done similar to that is um, Wrigley Field on an off day. Oh yeah, when that's you ripped, awesome. when you yeah, ripped, you, you when you ripped the ivy off the wall. Ripped the ivy off the wall. And you're probably still wanted for trespassing. Had to, had to get my hands through the chicken wire they got out there to keep the inmates in. All right. So, All right. Wanted to let you know here too about KFNS and Inside STL listener rewards. Support the sponsors and save. Right now, 
Get a two-pack of tickets for the St. Louis Golf Expo for 50% off. That's two tickets for the St. Louis Golf Expo, good for all three days of the show, for 50% off. The tickets are on sale now. Log on to InsideSTL.com and click Listener Rewards to buy and save. You can buy online, print the voucher, and take it straight to the show this weekend. So you don't have to go through any other avenues of getting your tickets. You can print that voucher and take it straight to the show this weekend. Limited quantities are available. Purchase as many as you'd like. See InsideSTL.com for details. Thank you, Chris. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to catch up with Derek Gould. He has boots on the ground in Jupiter, Florida. He's catching up with some Cardinals who are reporting for spring training with we'll the latest news from him. And also discuss uh, some changes that could be on the horizon for MLB. We'll do it here next on the Riders Block, presented by Bud Select. You're listening to the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HG2 and InsideSTL.com.